It's the oh my god, he did it edition of the golf show. Frank Gunning, Sam McKee, basking in the afterglow of Nicholas Taylor and his win at the RBC Canadian Open. Sammy, I haven't stopped talking about it, haven't stopped thinking about it. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well, Gunner. I just, I'm floored. I am really still kind of in disbelief of what just happened. I, I can't imagine what Nick Taylor, well, I can't, hungover, would probably be one way of feeling <laughs> that he's having right now. What emotion, if you can call that an emotion, but I just, I really am floored that the moment that our country got yesterday because it'll be really, really hard for any Canadian golfer to top that moment that we got. It's it's going to feel basically impossible. And, you know, like I always feel like Brooke gets a little short-shifted in this conversation, but Brooke's expectations are so far and above anything that we've got going on in the male game. And just to have that moment and, you know, when Henderson won it, it was a bumped up tea time and it was in the morning and everybody was caught by surprise. And this is prime time, right in your Sunday, right in the heart of the biggest city in your country. And just this pack of men who have been fighting for it forever. And you go back to Weirsy and the scene on the green and it's just incredible. And, you know, I did see a lot of people saying, oh, man, the golf people getting a little ahead of themselves with what it means for the country. No, false, wrong. It is so big that he was able to do it. And it's not just that he ended the drought. It's the fashion he did it. Not just the 72-foot eagle to win it, but the fact that it was on the fourth playoff hole and the drama and the rain. And yeah, am I going to give it a little extra 2%? Because, boy, I was right there. Of course I am. But that's going to live on in infamy forever. That bomb of a putt, 72 foot, up the hill, curling in. Uh, I mean, we, we can start to, let's just start at the end here. You know, I want to give you some kudos. You, you know, you and I were sitting there, we're figuring out our plan for the day. You called your shot with Nikki T. You oh, said, yeah. I got a feel. Yeah. You, you you called it, bud. I did have a feel. I got there about, you know, just in time to muck a media lunch and then head out to catch <laughs> Nick Taylor from his first swing of the day to his last swing of the day. I feel very, very, very lucky, Gunner, to be able to say that I was a bit like I was a part of Canadian history. I watched a Canadian history moment from closer than most people get to watch it. I'm very, very feeling blessed for what happened yesterday. And you want to say start at the end. Like we can talk about the unbelievable putt that he makes, right? To um to to win it. But like we got two all time moments within an hour and a half. Because yep. he makes the bogey on sixteen, right? Was it 16 they made the bogey? Yes, yeah, it was. it was 16, yep. When he's in that thick stuff, he chunks it into the trap. He can't get it up or in front of the trap, can't get it up and down, bogeys. And you kind of feel like the moment was too big for him. He makes the birdie on 17. and he I, gets, Just quickly, yeah. quickly, I remember as he bogeys, the weather started to turn. <laughs> Yeah, And I remember saying to you, like, uh, this is poetic in all the wrong ways. Yes. Go ahead. Continue, And please. so he gets to 17, and he's down one, and he makes a really great putt, which is a massive sports moment for Canada in itself. That putt mm-hmm. by itself is a huge moment. He gets to 18, and, you know, he's got a makeable birdie putt, and he absolutely jars it. And we all celebrate like he potentially won the Canadian Open. Like that was a Mm -hmm. putt that we all thought he was going to win the Canadian Open with it. So we get that moment. And then 
old Tom Tom starts floating around. Tommy Singh, <laughs> VJ Fleetwood starts coming up here, and Tommy Singh. We we run back to the to the to the media center for you know grab some water, run back in there, and we see him in the middle of the fairway on seventeen. And he hits an absolute dart on 17 to what? Mm-hmm. To a, uh, to a, you know what length? A, yeah. Uh, a, an interesting length. An appendage's yeah. length. Hits it really, really tight. And at that point, gun to my head, Nick Taylor's not going to win this tournament, right? You were feeling that yep. too. I mean, I, I RIP'd him after his bogey on 16. Forget what Fleetwood did. Yeah, I was pouring dirt on him. I, uh, you know, uh, media members telling us to believe. I was not. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, crushing down around us. But yeah, the Fleetwood, the bird on 17, you think that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And then 18, the way it plays, you figure, oh, it's a kiss of death. He's mm-hmm. going to come in. It's going to be a great moment for him and a cr- another crushing loss at the Canadian Open is what you're thinking. And I think the one thing that a lot of golf people that were watching this and a lot of sort of, you know, non-golf people, casuals, because this is a crossover moment. Like, totally. I'm getting texts from people that don't watch golf and they're like, this is amazing. Was that amazing? Were you there? Where were you? Everything. I'm getting, I got a hundred texts from people that don't even watch golf. But the thing on the side of that is people don't really like aren't familiar with Tommy Fleetwood's yes. game. And right. I, I don't think like, I don't want to bury him too hard here, but I'm about to like, there aren't many more perfect guys to have in that spot than Tommy Fleetwood. For like sure. there is a ton of guys on tour that would have just made an easy birdie there. And we're not having this conversation today. There's no emergency pod to talk about Nick Taylor winning the Canadian <laughs> open because he, but he puts it in the rough on his drive Mm-hmm. His second shot, he actually makes an excellent shot from the from the side rough, like with yeah. his feet below, way above the ball. He makes, his favorite spot on the earth from yeah. that moment on, and he makes a great. He makes a par, and then we go to the playoff. But like the playoff in itself, we can get into it. It just, I'm really thankful that Tommy Fleetwood was a big part of this because that's you know we talked a little bit about it on with JD Bunkus here, but like you know. That's a guy that makes this playoff really relevant, right? Like he's a big name on tour. It's not like he totally. beat CT Pan or beat somebody else. Like staring down Tommy Fleetwood, Ryder Cup guy, beating him in that spot adds to the lore of this win. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny, right? Because we think of Fleetwood as the guy who always wilts in these moments. But go back to the first playoff hole, which is the all-time asterisk of history. He rolls in an incredible, silky, downhill, like 15-footer. We're sitting there with Oakdale members, and he's telling me this is the slipperiest putt I've ever seen. Now, obviously, the rain helps it yeah. helps it kind of hold up a little bit there. But that's the thing about it is that Fleetwood turned into Fleetwood by the end of it, but mm-hmm. he had an all-time rip-your-heart-out moment. And then Taylor comes back and makes his putt on the first playoff hole. Like, it's so funny, these little forgotten moments that in the time feel so big and end up not really mattering. You know, I go back to even very beginning, early on in the round, when Taylor has a massive par save on eight. Yeah. And it's like, that feels like a tournament saver. And guess what? It was. He needed every shot he had to get himself and into that playbook. And the reaction from Playoff, Nick, sorry. The, then the reaction from Nick on that up and down mm-hmm. when he makes that par putt, that was the first like real emotion that we saw from him because he knew how big that was. Like yep. you get the little fist pump, like 
Par saves are sometimes what win you golf tournaments, and that one right there on a hole that was giving a lot of golfers a ton of trouble all week, to make a par there was a big swing moment for his round. He goes to nine, hits a dart in there. Did he birdie nine? I can't remember. Because I remember uh, him birdieing ten. No, you know what? They both they both threw darts, yeah. and then they both missed, yeah. if I recall correctly. So it was a, you know, it was to follow him around and see all those those sort of swing moments up close. You know, the bogey on on 13 followed by, no, sorry, the bogey on 11 followed by the incredible high, hybrid or whatever, seven wood yep. or whatever the hell he hit out of the rough up to 15 feet for Eagle on 12. Mm-hmm. Just the swings in this. And I thought it was pretty noticeable in his body language how the the moment was setting in on him. I thought there was a lot of times specifically through 14, sort of 15. Like, I know he hits a good shot on the rink hole, but 15, you can kind of start to see it happening a little bit. He obviously bogeys 16. He grinds for a par on, on 15. The moment was getting to him. He was getting a little bit tired, but the guy dug super deep and birdied the last two holes to get himself into a position to have a playoff with Tommy Fleetwood. It was a stone's performance. Yeah, there are two there are two shots just from kind of our vantage point that I'm going to remember and it's weird. They're not the kind of defining ones. It is that that seven wood whatever it was yes. on 12. He lashed after it. And I thought, you know, and it's one of these these holes where and this isn't this is and I think this is something that, you know, look, we have a great vantage point, we're inside the ropes, mm-hmm. but even if you're there on the on the ground, you know, sometimes the vantage point that you have, you think, "Oh, that was good." Then you get up there, that ending up for 12 feet, he misses the eagle, he mm-hmm. gets his birdie. But then the uh, the other one I'll remember is whatever he lashed into 18 in regulation on his last on his last shot there, and it was it was you know just watching all of golf media kind of walk up and wow, Taylor's really really going to have a shot to do it, and those yeah. are the two, and it's just you know the putt is going to live forever, mm-hmm. but there's so many moments like that that uh, that that's just going to stick out in my my craw forever. Uh, do we we're going to talk about the bedlam on 18 or well, you have other do, stuff I mean, from the round? Well, what no. do you want? I think we should probably just break down the putt and what happens after. Yeah. So, so I will admit that I didn't see the putt go in because I, I had did. eyes. I had eyes, but I, because the umbrellas were out and they were not, the brawlies. Pop- they were not popular with the, uh, gathered, Drunks Sweets. around the green, yeah. I would say. <laughs> they were not pleased. Heard a couple of nerds being hurled at yeah. some pretty important people. Uh, I won't say who, but there, no, was some, no. there was some nerds being yelled at. Yes. Well, who needs an umbrella nerd? It was it was quite a scene. Yes. Um, but I I have to admit, I wasn't fighting hard for a spot because I'm like, there's just simply no way that a Canadian golfer is going to hit the longest putt of his career. And you won't know instantly. Eagle. Yeah. No, but like, there's just I just didn't believe. I was like, there's oh. just there is absolutely <laughs> no chance that we're gonna get this moment. There's no way that we get this moment. And I will say, like, it was interesting for me because I wasn't seeing the putt, but what I did get was the gaining interest in the role from Ooh. the from the fans. Ooh. You could tell that people were getting progressively more interested in it, progressively more interested in it. And I heard one guy yell, get in the hole, no way. And then bang. And that eruption, that elation, that moment is 
in the pantheon of things I've ever witnessed in my life. Like I, you know, I've been at some great sporting events. I've seen my hometown OHL team win a game seven overtime. I was at the Edwin walk-off in the wild card game, been at some great sporting events where great things have happened, but that's right there with them. And just seeing the looks on people's look faces in the crowd, seeing, you know, Lawrence Applebaum and all those guys. And, you know, Adam Hadwin getting tackled and everything. Just peep, the complete and utter chaos was amazing. And it's just unlike anything that I'll ever see again in my life. No one gets that moment. Nick Taylor has a moment that, you know, how many people on earth will ever have that moment? Like, it's just, it's something that your longest part of your career to win your national open for the first time in 70 years. Like there's no one gets that moment. And Nick Taylor can always look back on that. No matter what happens for the rest of his career that he got that gunner. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? If, you know, if, if Corey Connors does it in two or three years or next year or whatever, great, it'll be yeah. awesome. No, it's not that it's never, it's that. never going to be that unless, unless when you and I are a uh, little, little quick math here into our hundreds, uh, when we're sitting there going, oh, hopefully somebody can do what Nikki did. <laughs> That's what it'll take. And I hope that never comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I hope it is truly a one of one for Taylor. I had don't I don't know how I don't know how the geometry of this works. I had eyes on the last five feet of mm -hmm. the of the putt. And I heard the murmurs as well. And it's very funny. You know, we've all had these moments where you're, whether it's you're watching golf or you're just at a big moment in a ball game and everyone's standing up and you're, the heads are jostling and mm. everything. And just through the miracle of, golf. I don't know, I guess, no, through the miracle of Nick Taylor. I mean, I was about to shout out like George Newton yeah. or whatever. No, through the miracle of Nick Taylor, I was able to see it go in the hole. And look, you know, there's no cheering in the press box. There was that day. Oh I turned around God. and give you a bear hug Buddy, i picked you we up we were not alone i picked I, you up like you were my son oh no we were not alone we would have been let me tell you if we were sitting there going well that, that was nice we would have been alone in that reaction i turned around and gave you the biggest bear oh, yeah. hug i could muster it was incredible watching it actually go in and then again this is part of the this is the best part about having a moment like this you know we have it a lot in team sports but where Okay, you were there. You saw it. Now you get to relive it. I went, by the time I actually saw a video of the putt and they have that awesome low camera angle and it just mm. comes up to break. It looks like it get that thing in a Rolex commercial. Yes. Yesterday. Yeah. That looked so good. But and then, you know, and I realized it was a long putt at the time because where the video board is, you can't really see because the, they do a good job of this is so and so X number of feet and inches mm. for birdie for whatever. I had no idea. And then you just hear it was 72 feet. It was 72 feet. This was like cascading across yeah. the green in the media throng. And yeah, I mean, the other thing that we found out in the midst of that all was Hadwin <laughs> getting tackled, which is, I mean, again, it just adds it to adds the greatness to well, of the, the, the Canadian sports moment. The fact that he didn't separate his shoulder adds to it because yes. that would have taken away from it. If, uh, uh, yeah, but I think I, Adam Hadwin running out there with the champagne and I get that. Listen, after what happened last year at St. Yeah. George's, these guys are on high alert. They brought in extra security. They were very aware. Like, other people tried to rush the green. Oh, yeah. And they, they quaffed a, that. They did a good job of containing it. And to this security guy's credit, he thought someone broke contain. Yep. And he delivered a, uh, you know, I would say a Ray Lewis, Troy, Troy Palomalu type, you know, contain hit where he just took him down. But, like, 
at the same time, like, how many guys are going to just be running out with a big bottle of Moe? Like, yeah. who, like who could have that been? Like, I, I don't know who he thought that was, but yeah, good on him for, I guess, doing his job, kind of. But I thought the, be- the beauty of that moment is the quintessentially Canadian moment between two obviously Canadian guys. Yes. Where it's like, oh, sorry, bud. I was like, ah, no problem, bud. They had like their arms around each other literally two seconds later. The slow motion vid of Taylor's caddy realizing what is happening Incredible. and just immediately going into like mama bear mode, quite yeah. honestly, like, whoa, 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 yeah. get off the hats. It was, <laughs> that was so good watching him. I, you know, I should have the name in front of me here, watching Taylor's caddy walk around the green afterwards. You know, this is like a great thing in golf. We all remember the moment when Matsuyama won the masters that, the 18th pin becomes kind of the caddies trophy. They walk away with Dave it. It's Markle kind of their thing. Dave Markle, yep. big shout out to him and the the dancer shoes he was wearing. Yeah. Uh, looked like the most comfortable guy yeah, out there. I, I'm not sure. There may have been water shoes. Yeah, I yeah, don't honestly, know. He, he was skimming around those greens. He, he really was. Let me tell you, not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, treadmark being no. left when he's walking around. Uh, should he ever trapes in someone's line, which of course he never would. But watching him walk around. He is just slugging the champagne. He's got the Canada flag pin under his arm. He's he and again, this was the amazing part of it is there was so much golf royalty and for some reason you and I out there on the <laughs> green that he is just sitting around looking for somebody to hug yeah. and it's like Mike Weir is here and Corey Connors and and Hadwin and it's just it was so unbelievable to see and Quite honestly, like just the emotion, the flood of it from everybody. Uh, I know our boy Kevin Blue told us the the bottle of champagne is going in the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame, mm. uh, a very fitting artifact uh, for for that. But it's so much better that it ended with that. You didn't want it to be a bedlam scene, but the fact that you got the kind of best of both worlds of it, of Hadwin charging in there, and yeah, his wife updating everyone of, <laughs> and to his credit, he he apologized to him. It's it's really impossible to think, you know, at a, and this is some, one other thing I want to point, and it's going to sound like I'm slagging an element to the Canadian open, but it's just pointing out how special that end moment is. You can make something happen and you can try to cultivate a feel an emotion. The wrinkle is the perfect mm-hmm. example of this. There's nothing special about it. Every year we go to it. It's a par three of roughly 170 ish yards. It's probably a pretty nice one, but we decide to make it a thing and everyone in the crowd gets there and they're whooping it up and they're singing Oh Canada and they're banging on the boards yep. and you're yelling for Harry Higgs to take his shirt off. But that is, that is not organically created. We decide to make it and everyone buys in, but that moment on the green, watching the dumbfounded looks on everybody's faces, the security guard, Goldberg spearing Adam <laughs> Hadwin. It is all just such an organic moment that you, Did you hear we Nance? say it. Like, what did he? He's, he's just like, he's like, yeah. and some security guard just got Adam Hadwin. He was like so shocked by it. <laughs> Nance's call, glorious and free. Oh my god, he nailed I, it. It's th- all of the calls. I need them all. Inject them into my veins. Do we have? I'm just gonna ask you. Have you heard a French call of this? I haven't heard. Like honestly, like I got home from like what time? I get home last night, nine thirty, ten. I absolutely mucked half of Domino's pizza that I ordered on the bus on the way home, and I passed out. <laughs> I didn't watch anything. I didn't watch anything else. Like I just was so tired, and I woke up this morning, and I kind of. But I haven't really di- dived, dove straight head dove. first into this. 
Like I see Stanley's got a piece on it. Can't we? Can't we read Stanley? Can't we read Logan? Can't we read everyone who's done a piece on this? Johnny McCarthy, all the guys that were down there have yep. been covering this forever. I'm really looking forward to reading their pieces and diving straight into it. But like, just been a whirlwind. I I gotta say, I am exhausted today. I truly can't imagine how tired Nick Taylor is today because I felt like the emotion of those playoff holes and just the swings and having to stand there and watch Tommy Fleetwood with chance after chance to crush your dreams, mm-hmm. how much that like you're building that up. And then it's, Oh, I got to release and lock back in like that. Yep. The, the emotional toll. I bet you he's way more f- mentally tired than he is physically tired. Like it's just the mental toll to stay locked in like that. It's so incredible. It just out of all the Canadian golfers to me, he seems like he has the major championship stoic demeanor, right? Like he really is a quiet player. Doesn't really like, doesn't seem to overthink things like that. The amount of pressure there for him is similar to like for him exclusively Mm -hmm. is major championship pressure. Like with all those people, everyone there rooting for you, like it can go both ways. Like you're excited, but you know, you don't want to let all these people down. Like the mental fortitude he showed throughout that round to win in the playoff, the back-to-back birdies at the close of his regulation. Like that to me told me so much about Nick Taylor. And that like, if I was to bet, I know and it's very recency bias, but if I were to bet on the next Canadian to win a major, I might say him. I mean, it is recency bias, but it's recency bias because he's having an incredible season. Yeah, the guy went toe. He's sixth in FedEx Cup ranking yeah. right now. Yeah, the guy went toe to toe with Scheffler at the Waste Management, yeah. and oh, what what a shock! Another crazy atmosphere yeah. that he is completely unflappable in. Yeah. We remember back in what was it, twenty twenty, I guess, when he beat Phil at, at Pebble, Pebble which feels like, quite honestly, if you would have told me that was in two thousand two, I would have yeah, believed that. It feels lifetime. it feels so long yeah. ago. But this is a guy who's done this, and then I think the other part of it as well is that, and this is something that I'm sure will be a big part of the story that's told today, is that there is a ton of pedigree here Mm -hmm. we don't think of it because you know it felt like Hadwin had kind of surpassed him and Hughes had his moment and Connors is always the guy and even Pendrith was on that President's Cup team Mm -hmm. this guy was the number one am in the world when he was last an am now obviously you know that's at the end of his 20s that's that's over 15 years ago now but that's where you see that ability kick in, and you see he has these stones to go head-to-head with a Fleetwood, to go head-to-head with a Scheffler, to go head-to-head with a Mickelson. And I think that that's some of that past experience, although it probably feels like seven lifetimes ago to him, it, it probably really does allow him to kind of draw on it. And it's, you know, I said to you, as he was going, and again, you know, this is a little revisionist history, a little prisoner of the moment, but I don't think it is. I felt so much better with him going than I would have felt if it was Connors having the exact same round. Mm-hmm. And it's just the faith that you have in Taylor. And it's the fact that it's, and it's not a, it, it's not so much a, a one skill thing. It's that he has such a well rounded game and he really solid. doesn't have the flaws. Like there just aren't any there. He is, I mean, again, it's like I, I made the point on Morning Show when I went on that, okay, if you kind of do the, fr- make a Frankenstein's monster of all the Canadian golfers, mm-hmm. you probably take something like you take the driving a Pendrith, you take the irons of Connors up until uh, Nick Taylor made a 72 foot putt to win his national open you'd say Mac Hughes is the long bomb dropper but he's kind of the second best that all of those things or or you understand what I'm saying it's just the really well-rounded nature of his game and it 
you we always talk about whoa what can a major win for this guy do if if let, let's just pick you know Tommy let's say Tommy Fleetwood goes and wins a major next week at LACC oh what can this do for his career he's in his late 30s can this allow him to have a kind of second wave why can't the exact same thing happen for Nick Taylor yeah, I, I wouldn't be betting on Nick Taylor at the U.S. No, Open. no, I'm not, I'm not going to say <laughs> yeah. that. I'm not saying that. We are not – I want to be very clear. We are not in a Nick Taylor or the field scenario yes, he, at, at LACC. Uh, he's 190 to 1. So <laughs> if you want to get in on that, hey. uh, that's a great price. But, um, no, I, I think this could definitely be – like, it, but even if it isn't, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter. He, he's now one of a handful of Canadian guys that have won three times on tour. And, like – he has quite honestly, like even if he wins a major and he hit, like he makes his way through and he wins a major championship and it's incredible. And it's the second men's major ever Mm -hmm. be amazing. But I still don't know if it would top that moment. Like clearly it's more, it's more important to your career, the way people look at you and like, Oh, he's a major champion. Understand that. But that singular moment and that day for Nick Taylor is impossible to top. And even if this isn't a springboard, even if he goes in the tank or whatever, he'll Bingo. always have this. Like, this is something, flags fly forever. We talk about this, the wraps. We talk about this, mm-hmm. like, in any sport. This flag will fly forever. It's it's just, it's a singular thing that no other golfer gets. Like, that is, there's not many things that can happen like that for anyone. Well, again, like I'm trying to think of other moments where guys have won their national open. And I remember Rory winning and he was like the tournament host of the Irish yeah. open. He hits a nails. I don't know. Five wood, some hybrid. Well, yeah, he's not hitting hybrids. No, 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 Incredible no, no, no. Yeah. shot. But guess what? Rory McIlroy's got four majors at that point in his career. And I know he still has them. You don't need yeah. to remind me. It can't mean the same thing it no. just it's different and he's supposed to it's not that the canadians couldn't have yeah but they weren't the betting favorite mm-hmm. coming into this so it's just it's always going to be different uh there's just a few few kind of other things i want to touch on uh yeah. that uh, this is okay so i'm you know me i'm a huge believer in juju mm-hmm. every literally every single time anything release related happens i'm trying to talk myself into it being good how's this for juju one of the cops that got assigned oh, to walk yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. with Nick Taylor. I, I don't want to get his title wrong. I don't know. Officer, constable, whatever. Eagles, the last name. Incredible. It, it just, as soon as I Shut saw that, that and I, I did not notice until we got to 13 right before the rink. And I'm like, wow, that might be a sign. That might be a sign. I absolutely love that. Uh, as, as, to me, it was really ahead. interesting. Like, cause like I said, I followed him from hole one. I called my shot. And it was really interesting to see the ga- the the inside the ropes grow, because yeah, I, st- I picked you up at four. I started on one, and I was the only guy. I was by myself following Nick Taylor, and it just every hole. And by the end of it, it was a Canadian golf media army. It was every person in the world. Like it was, I. It was incredible to see the support that he had, and the like the relationships that he this guy has with all the golf media, and just like. They, it's, it's nice in this sport that you can just root for your guy. Like there's yep. no one that's like, Oh, what a Homer, like Adam Stanley Homer, you know, Rick yes. Young Homer. It's like, Ag- yes, agreed. We are all insane <laughs> big time homers for the Canadian guy winning. And that's okay. And I love that about golf. And I love that about Canadian golf. It's just such an incredible community. And like, you know, not to get too sappy here and I, we can, we can do other golf stuff, but like just the way that 
golf media in Canada has treated you and I, Golf Canada in general, as two like big time sort of rookies on this beat and kind of we following golf tournaments and, you know, just the way that everyone has treated us. It just, it's an incredible group of people. And it's just, I, I'm so happy for all the people that have been covering this for way longer than us that got that moment yesterday. Like it was incredible for us, but I think of Bob Weeks that's been covering Canadian golf forever, better than anybody else. I think of, I think of people that have been there forever. I think of, you know, Logan, I think of McCarthy, Stanley, all these guys that have been there forever doing it. And to get that moment, like I'm so happy for them. There's there's so many people I was thinking of this. I mean, you mentioned all the all of our, our media friends there, yeah. and I, I am dying. Like the coffee IV drip while I just read all of the pieces oh, yeah. today. I am dying for it. You nailed it there in terms of how welcoming everybody's been. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll hit on a couple of, of people there. I mean, like the two you mentioned that jump out to me is, is Bob Weeks and, and Rick Young. It's like these guys have seen everything yeah. in the country regarding golf. And I, do you know how, like, obviously I was just thrilled to be there and taking it all in. I felt disgusting that it's like here I am in my third or fourth I Canadian know. Open I as know. a media guy just taking in this all-time moment Moment. And, you know, there's there's one other guy that we I, I want to talk about here. Yeah. And it's a I think it's just an interesting conversation about the duality of man. And okay. it's our boy, Mike Weir. OK, watching him on 18. And I'm not going to pretend I was standing right there. I didn't have a visual of him. I mean, we've all seen the shot yeah. of his reaction when it goes By in. By the way, quickly, before yeah. you get into this. Yeah. How does Mike Weir look younger than me? He genuinely looks 20, 27 he years looks old. looks incredible. He looks yeah. so hunky. I'm like, Mike, like, what's your plan, bro? You look great. He yeah. was wearing a good pair of jeans. I'm like, you look like a million bucks. Where is he? Anyways, continue. He, he really does. Also, I will never see a golfer in jeans and not just have a 27 take. It always looks weird. Weird did look like a hunk, but it always, always looks weird. So I can't help but think of watching him. You know, he's the guy who... Go ask every guy. Forget ask Nick Taylor. Go ask all the guys who are standing there with him. It's like, he's the guy who created this, right? He did the thing in 03. Yeah. He won the Masters. This is the wave, right? But I couldn't help but watching him and mm -hmm. thinking that, he, man, like, this this was his moment, right? Like, he lived this exact thing, except mm -hmm. he he's lost. Tommy Fleetwood, right? Yeah. And I couldn't, and look, it's not like he was sitting there like looking sad or anything. He was thrilled. He was f floored. He was over the moon. He Guess what? He sprinted onto the green. He looked like all of us yeah. super <laughs> jacked up that a Canadian won. So I don't want to take this as no. him having sour grapes, yeah. but, and I just, I could not help but wonder. It'd be one thing if Taylor just cruised to victory and it was the coronation and he's coming in, but for it to go to the playoff and oh it's not one oh it's not two okay it's not three which is yeah. what vj needed to get past weir mm -hmm. and for it to go to four i couldn't help but think about him and it's just that's why sports is the best right like he of course is so happy for him he's probably licking his chops as the president's cup captain oh, and all these yeah. canucks just yeah. dying to yeah. play for him in montreal next year but how could a little piece of him not be sitting there thinking about that back back at well, that abbey and it's you're bang on and i think most people in that crowd would be thinking of that as well. Well, maybe they'd be thinking about their next Sleeman, but um, yeah, which, a lot of thoughts I, of the next. I Sleeman. absolutely love it. Like I, I, before I get back into the weir, as yeah. I was walking out, there's a guy who recognized me from Leafs Talk, Real Kipper and Board. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Sammy, how are you, buddy? <laughs> he was like, had no voice. I'm like, that's the voice I want to hear. Yes, right there. Yes. He's like, I've been, he's like, I've been screaming all day. I'm like, yes, you have. Yes. Anyways, I, I just weirsy. Yeah, it's true because that was his moment. He should have had that moment. And I thought it was really important 
for during his, not in his media, but during his acceptance speech in front of everybody that Nick Taylor shouted out Mike Weir and said that like he should have had this moment. Like he was made the point to say it, which I think is really, really important. And I'm sure Weir is forever appreciative for him saying that. And like we did the press, they did the press conference after. And the thing that stuck out to me was him getting left speechless. I'm not sure who actually asked the question. It was over on the right side of the room, but somebody asked the question of like, you know, on Canadian all-time moments, like Sidney Crosby, Golden Goal, Bad Flip. He's like, you know, you're now somewhat in that conversation. How does that make you feel? And he just like, almost like this panic came over him. And he's like, I I don't know what to say to that. He's like, I watched that with my buds in college. Like, Like, it was almost like this realization came over him where he was like, I don't know. I don't know what to like say to that. Like, it's, it's, he seems like such a humble guy. And like, this is not even close to sinking in for him. Well, that's the thing is that, and it's weird. And I do, again, you know, when you'd, he'd have to answer this. You'd have to be inside his head. I think if somebody would have just mentioned the bat flip, he would have been a little less floored. But that, I mean, you know, Taylor's 35. We're right there, same yeah. age as him, pretty much. That is a Prime time. holy moment yeah. for everybody who yeah. saw it. But I mean, if you were in your 20s when that think, happened, I still think like, it's a bit of like I love that moment so much, but like comparing it to the golden goal is oh it's it's a na- it's a national thing. Yeah, but in it's, the I mean it's kind of come on. It's a yeah, little no, different. Look, yeah. we don't need to we don't need to we don't need to disparage yes. the wonderful accomplishment yes, yes, by uh, Nick yes. Taylor. Can we also talk about the incredible uh, heat check that happened in the trophy presentation? I don't even know if this is out there on on oh, about like, weeks. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. so. I, I again, I think we all know this because every year a Canadian does win it because they don't win the RBC Canadian Open. But there's mm-hmm. the River Maid Cup yeah. for the low Canadian. Corey Connors won it last year. It's an awesome moment with him and Rory. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I as Taylor's sitting there on 18 the first time, I went and snuck over and took a picture, really thinking, "Wow, like is he going to win both?" And in the trophy presentation. Bob Weeks just <laughs> retired <laughs> that cup. He said, we don't need it anymore because Nick Taylor did the thing, which is just an all-time heat check moment, and I am so, so and, here for it. He also, I loved he it. He also said the greatest putt in Canadian golf history. As which, Mike Weir was standing. I was like, <laughs> Mike Weir made a literal 11-footer to force a playoff at the <laughs> Masters. So I was like, I loved it. I loved it. all the heat checks from Weeks. He did a great job hosting that ceremony. And yeah, I just, I, I thought that I, I just got the feeling from Nick Taylor that he really appreciated and understood it. You know, like he just, he got what it meant. And that's what we want as a Canadians. We want him to be appreciative and know the moment and understand what it meant. And he had a real flair for it. And the putter flip, like, it's just, it's a really awesome. cool thing that happened. I, I don't know I'm what just, else to say other than I'm, that. You called your shot that Taylor's going to win. Mm-hmm. I am I am taking it back to my high school days. I'm getting a picture t-shirt, a Nick Nick Taylor putter flip on it. Just I want a that. Big block picture of it. I'm I'm get that okay. Two there'll be two orders put in. Golf I think guys be more, I think there'll be more orders if we figured okay. that out. I don't think I think okay. we would copyright like we okay. can't even take videos from inside the ropes. So I don't think yeah. that'd be allowed. <laughs> uh, man, just honestly uh Something I will truly, truly never forget. So uh, one ask, other. Let me ask. Yeah, you this. go ahead. Go ahead. Because it was debating this. this is, was that a singular moment in Canadian sports? That's top ten. Okay, so like really quick off the off the top yeah. of our head, seventy two. Mm-hmm. But no, but like singular moments, not like you know, 
I guess the 72 is a singular moment. It's a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney Cross. 2010, singular Crosby, moment. Yep. Yeah. Um, Carter. Carter, singular moment. Bat flip, singular moment. Yep. Yeah. I mean, shot. Kawhi shot. Right? Kawhi shot. Yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi shot, shot. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of more ones. Alomar home run. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of all the ones, but, like, I do. Eddie, Don, like, the other ones are, it's like, how can you equate a 72-foot eagle putt on the fourth yeah. playoff hole to something that happened in a wild card game? Like, I, you know what I mean? It's I really do think this belongs in the top ten. Like, I just, I think if you lay them all out there, it's really, it's really hard to say it's not. I, man, I, like, I kind of want to put it on the Mount Rushmore. Forget Whoa, the top ten. I don't know what that. I like honestly because of the stakes of the moment. Like I, again, like the the ones that I think are kind of unassailable are seventy two and twenty ten. Like I yeah. think that is unassailable. Mm-hmm. Carter unassailable. Yeah. That is there. I think because of th- what it meant in like the game of baseball. I I will hear bat flip unassailable yeah. ahead of that. Although me personally, if I'm just doing mine, what about Olympics and stuff? So Bailey, yes. Uh, penalty shootout, uh, women's soccer. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I'm try- Marie, uh, but, it, but again, Philippe these Poulain, are, yeah, overtime. okay. Yeah. Knock, knock, gold medal in the yeah, face. Our yeah, boys said yeah. six arrow. There's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot. That's why I'm saying top 10. Like, I don't, yeah. I think it belongs in the top 10 because guess what? We've had a lot of great sporting moments in this country and it's a hmm. proud thing, but that belongs in there. I would never rank them outside of putting Sidney Crosby one. That's all I would ever do. The only yeah, rank I, I would ever give is Sidney Crosby one. That's it. And then I'd go yeah, down from there. It is a it is truly a fool's errand and it is just fighting about how much you love all your all your yeah, different kids after 100%. that. But yeah, but but like all parents, they do have a favorite and <laughs> yeah. it's Sid. Listen, okay? That's like in my personal top five, Nick Taylor is there. But from okay. a from, from yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a national conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. including everything, I don't think it probably cracks the top five. I think it cracks the top ten. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair okay. for me. One thousand percent, I am there uh, with you. Uh, I uh, saw. I don't think he was on the same flight as these boys because uh, you know I don't think he has the the right passport for it. Some, uh, I guess he would have been though if he referenced it. You saw the tweet from Mark Hubbard uh, this morning, who was one of the guys. Yes. Uh, so he just tweets out at seven a.m. this morning, and uh, you know he might have been enjoying a pop greenside while while he was uh, waiting there. Says I've never been so hungover in my life. I love you, Nick Taylor. Wow. Uh, did you see the Did you see the picture of Hadwin that Hughes tweeted out yeah, of just like he's safe? It. Yeah, look. Let me tell you, that was the most fun flight of all time. Oh my just god! All of those guys yucking it up, making Telling fun of, stories, making oh, fun yeah. of Hads. <laughs> oh, they're they're all doing the swim move that the security <laughs> guard did. I imagine. Oh god, yeah. just incredible. Yeah. Also, uh the the Nick Taylor, the talking his wife gave him to mm-hmm. all Famous. time all time sports lore. Uh don't let our wives hear about Can that. I, well, no, I don't, I I don't just, need any more talking to I was gonna say, uh really shocking development of this. Uh your wife's always right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't learn anything about from that. <laughs> like, yeah, no. just, it, let me tell you, there was a lot of there was a lot of male golf media in the room being like, "Oh yeah, I have had this exact conversation <laughs> before." Okay, yeah. um, well, man, she was just, probably like, "Hey Nick, get your head out of your ass, play some good like, golf." You're hmm. right, honey. 
hadn't hadn't considered that. Uh, thank you, thank you much. And you know, we talked about all the Canadians that were there. Uh, and obviously, there's a pretty good British uh, yeah. contingent waiting for for uh, Fleetwood there. And I think that adds to it too. Like, obviously, who cares? Like, I'm happy that Weir and Connor and all those guys are there. But it does add to it that you got like Hatton and Rose and Lowry, real players I, in the game that are that are waiting there. And obviously, it's for Fleetwood, but they have an appreciation of the moment. Too. That that's what stunk. That's exactly what stuck out to me was that they understood the gravity of the moment. Like, you know, there's not a lot of tournaments where you're not catching no Justin Rose and Tyrell Hatton and Shane Lowry greenside crushing beers. Like, I'm sorry. Like they understood how incredible what they were watching. I'm sure they, Tommy probably was like, Oh God, can the, can the Ryder cup guys please stick around? So I don't yeah. get beers rained down. on me. If I, win this thing. Like, I need some support, but like, I think that is, it just stands out in terms of having them like just be there they're not like, you know, they're not sitting around the Sanderson Farms open when some guy's coming in there. Like, they no. just, that, it felt like a major. And I think they understood that. So, um, one more thing that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I don't know if I brought this up to you yet, but. Okay. Can you imagine the pride you have if you're an Oakdale member today? Oh, my uh, God. You are strutting around. I mean, I'm wearing my Oakdale hat today. But, yep. like, if you're an Oakdale member, you're just like. Oh my God, I love life. I don't get to play my course for another week until they get yeah. everything down, but I am so happy. They're just over the moon. You had an all-time Canadian sports moment. Every member is going to be going to that green and trying to hit the, the Taylor putt. The yep. putt. They're all going to be trying to roll it in. None of them are going to hit it. It's an nope. unbelievable <laughs> sidewinder up the hill in the rain. It's such a crazy putt, but like... That is such a feather in a cap. I can't imagine what the membership's feeling like, what all the people that work at Oakdale, from the chefs to the greenskeepers to Mm -hmm. everybody. They're just walking with such a sense of pride today. Congratulations to them. It's an amazing moment at your course. Who did a great job of hosting, and it held up well. Like When we we played it, we both were like, God, the winner here is going to be 25 under. And 17 under is a perfectly fine number for any golf tournament. That's good. That's fine. Like I like that number. Totally fine. I thought as the day went, I was like, oh, are we going to get 22, 23 here? Yeah. But the course held up mm-hmm. beautifully. And, you know, the thing I'll say is that, like, par five, it's a, or the, the 18, it's a quirky finishing mm-hmm. hole. But it really did ask something of the guys. You yeah. know, you think, okay, i got to lay up. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, look at the playoff. It caused those guys all types of havoc. And you saw what happened with Fleetwood. There was the one time he hung way back off the yeah. tee and had himself in an awful spot. That was the re- that was also the really cool thing about it is that they were trying to find different ways to play the hole because yeah. they played it a hundred times. <laughs> and they're like, guess what? You just have to hit a really good iron how, how and then a, pure a, a, a seven wood. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about a seven wood 220? That works every time. Like right down the middle here. Brendan Matthews, I uh, don't believe he made it to the weekend, but he did drive it over the creek wow. twice. Had had twice? one had one oh seven in because it was a front pin one time on a par five. So yeah. wow, kudos yeah. to that guy. But it must be fun to play golf uh, for him. Other yeah. than other than when he doesn't have a driver in his hands, apparently, because uh, yeah, don't think he made it <laughs> made it to uh, the weekend. I did want to talk about the crowd a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, I thought it was perfect mm-hmm. at the end. Perfect bit of rooting for your guy, but still being classy Canadians. There's because... still there's some pretty loud cheers to those Fleetwood misses. Well, that no, that's I like that though. Yeah. Because you cheer the Fleetwood miss because you want him to miss. You do want him to screw up. But guess what? 
Every time Tommy Fleetwood dropped a dart, it was a lot of, oh, Tommy boy, that is a good one. Real, like there was no, of course, they're going to cheer. Bad shots. Of course, of course, of course. But they would not go full heel and booing or jeering good ones. And that, I think, is actually just perfectly a quintessential Canadian crowd there. We'll give it to you, but not all the way. No, and I think you nailed it. Look, when he hit that on the first playoff hole, when he hit that unbelievable stones putt, yeah, most people stood up and were like, "Wow, wow, what a yeah. like!" If what that just say? won, if that just yeah. won him the so tournament, wow, tip yeah. the cap, like so be it. Everyone was impressed. Like I think you're right, and like I just, I love that we have the reputation of being rowdy as hell. I yeah. like that we're rowdy. We're a rowdy nation. We get a couple pops in us. The boys get a little rowdy. We're nice people, but once in a while, you know, a couple Sleemans, then we started getting a little loud. So I, uh, I really, really agree with you there. I thought, you know, they did a pretty good job of taming down the crowd in some spots. Like, but it's legitimately impossible. There's yeah. thousands of people who are yelling and they want to yell. And it's, it's impossible for them to completely do. But I, I'm glad that you brought that up. And I thought they had a good respect for Tommy. And class act Tommy after the round, sending that tweet saying, like, you know, congrats okay. to Nick Taylor. So, so was it a typo or a subtle shot at Nick Taylor? Because he said you played a great three rounds. Yeah. Well, and we know he knew. started with the 75. Yeah. He knew. Okay. He <laughs> I knew. love that. He had to have known. I mean, he wouldn't say that. He's not playing on live. He knows that there's four rounds. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is true. Uh, man. Uh, okay. That man. I we could sit here and say, man, oh man, that was incredible yeah. for another thirty-five minutes. Uh, that is uh, that. That's what I've got for you. I ch- I'm just checking my notes here. I checked everything off that I wanted to talk about. Uh, off to Hamilton next year, which obviously we are super super excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, twenty-five, bit of a mystery. Uh, TBD, if yeah. you will. Uh, then twenty-six back at Oakdale, and obviously members fired up there. Uh, I. I got to be honest, you know, there's a couple of members charging the castle gates, even with how radiant is oh, outside. Saying, I got to play. Let me hit the Taylor putt at <laughs> least. Just let me hit the putt. Uh, man, again, kudos to everybody at Golf Canada. Tremendous championship yep. they put on. Kudos to the folks at Oakdale. Uh, and I guess the biggest kudos of all uh, to Nick Taylor and his wife for getting him in line there. Yep. Uh, it feels if you want to do any world of golf stuff here, I it feels no. just completely I, out of place. I do Here's not what care. I'll say. This is the best possible finish with the way the week started what 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 pureness and light the week ended with of who did you think here's the here's one thing i will say about Mm. all that's been talked about in the world of golf did you think for one second about how much money nick taylor won yesterday no not once you know you know i don't know i didn't bother to look (laughs) who cares probably a million bucks or somewhere in around there yeah good for him guess what count loves it wife loves it uh, whoever whoever's tab he was picking up afterwards, they love it too. But that's why sports is great. Because when a guy wins the cup, you don't think, mm-hmm. "Wow, he's his incentive, rich. his incentive kicked in. He's gonna get an extra fifty k." Yeah. No, you think he won Lord Stanley's especially, mug? Especially and- in this city, where his money is a bit of a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you really don't want to think about it with them. But yeah. that that was the thing that I, I I just I think it kind of perfectly encapsulates that. Hey, money's awesome, and big prizes are or big purses are good and great, and everybody loves paying for them, and it does get the juices going. But the magic of sports, mm-hmm. the competition, just the the thrill of victory in and of itself will always be more in the end. Yeah. Uh, man. What a what a way to finish the week! Kudos to Nick Taylor. Kudos to you. And There's nobody else I would have rather uh, have been alongside for. Buddy, but thrilled to be with you. Thrilled to be with all of golf media, all the golf fans. An incredible day for our country. And I'm betting on Brooks Koepka to win the U.S. Open. Okay, 
I do not dislike that. I did, I, I'll tell you who I'm not betting on, Nick Taylor or <laughs> Rory McIlroy. Those are two guys I will not be taking. Uh, I love for, you, Nick, but I don't think he'll be a dried out by the time the tourney starts. No, so he, uh, he sure misses his family a lot. Something tells me he might be seeing a lot of them next week. Uh, <laughs> all right, Nick Taylor, kudos to you. That 72-foot bomb will live in infamy forever. Uh, for everybody who watched on the green, I will congratulate you once again. And from Sam McKee and myself, for everybody who listened, big thanks to the uh, few people who uh, shouted us out from the gallery as well. Always love uh, saying hello to you. Thanks so much for listening. We're back on Saturday talking U.S. Open. We got a major coming up after the major we just saw. It's been the golf show with the golf guys on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.